What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Too Much Test Podcast, episode 17. I am here with Sam Stolt. You can find Sam on Instagram and YouTube. It's Sam Stolt. I'm also here with David Dimasquita. You can find him on Instagram, dynamite underscore D, and David Dimasquita on YouTube. You can find me, Test Your Levels, on YouTube and Instagram. If you are watching this, we are also on every other podcast platform. If you are listening to this, you can find us on YouTube and look at our pretty faces. Um, But today, we are going to talk about politics. This is going to be a little shorter one. We're trying to get three episodes out. So I will start off with a little story. I just got a fish tank. I've kept African cichlids on and off for like 10, 15 years. I just got a new 75-gallon tank. And I bought two fish just as like starter cichlids. Uh, The first one is an albino, but he actually is pretty orange. So I named him Trump. And uh, he has a shit ton of energy. Like he is raring to go 2024. (laughs) he, he swims up and down in the same spot all day. I woke up at five o'clock this morning. I kind of peeked out. He's fucking swimming up and down. He never stops. And then I have a blue and black fish and I named him DeSantis. So I have Trump and DeSantis. Um, once I find the biggest, once I have my whole community of fish, I'm going to find the boss because African cichlids are very territorial. So there'll be one boss at the end of the day. Um, and his, his name is going to be Ronnie. Big Ronnie. So, so I'll have some some political named fish and some bodybuilding named fish. I was gonna say well, I was gonna say what is Big Ronnie, and then I got yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> obviously, I think if you've been listening to this podcast, uh, you can tell that we are pretty Republican. Um, I find, I, I, do you guys find this with your audience that most of your you guys that are workout have discipline who are on TRT or on gear, whatever else. Do you find that they lean majority Republican as compared to Democrat? I, I would just say that I would say the majority are tired of bullshit. <laughs> and like, I'm just going to shoot it straight. Like, I don't think it has to do with political lines at all. I think it just has to do with like the discipline and the work ethic that goes into everything that we want to work harder and we want to obtain more. And it, if you're talking about like lines of work, then you're looking at more of a capitalistic standpoint instead of a socialistic standpoint. And unfortunately in politics right now, we're facing extremes, which is stupid um, where the Republicans are, yeah, they're capitalist, but like the extremes make them look stupid. And then you have the Democrats who are super extreme now and they're like pushing socialism, which is, you don't fix yourself. You fix everything else around you and hopefully it fixes you. Whereas from a capitalism standpoint, you fix yourself and the external, the world becomes better. And that's actually, if you look at it from a uh, psychology standpoint, that's actually what it is. So I'd say that bodybuilders do this for themselves to take care of themselves, um, to better themselves. And that's ultimately it. And so, yes, (laughs) <laughs> I'll notice my my audience tends to lean that way, and, and I post a lot of stuff on the fitness bodybuilding stone, but I post other random shit about like investing in Tesla and real estate, and they definitely are more um, conservative. And like what David was mentioning, I don't know if it's the the, the Republican or Democrat as much as like like dumbasses versus like people who use the brain like there's a there's a giant like swath of the population that just and i get dms every once in a while when i post more of the political stuff which is completely fine with me but every once in a while you get one dm and the person's like 
it, 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 I, I don't have an example to show you, but like, oh yeah, everybody should be forced to take like a, a, a mandatory experimental drug. Like, and that they, they literally believe that's an intelligent idea. And, and you, I don't even like, you just don't know what to say to those people. Like, and yeah. it's, I don't argue with people online about politics. I posted something in one of my videos. I actually uh, showed off. I have the let's go Brandon shirt. And this guy just went off on Reddit. You're a fucking moron. You're this, you're that. And I'm like, bro, I was like, have a great day. Fix yourself. But you know, what's interesting is that I'm not like a, I'm not a Trump fanboy. Like I don't like the way that he talks to, and I don't like that he comments on shit about the NFL. I don't like that. He's on Twitter. I think if he was, if he talked the way that Ron DeSantis talked, you know, with respect, very professional. I mean, Obama was a fantastic speaker. I mean, Biden can barely talk, but I'm not like a hardcore, like hardcore extreme right, uh, you know, Republican. I lean more business-wise and tax-wise toward Republican, a little more fiscal responsibility. But as far as uh, being homosexual, LGBTQ, I don't care what you do. As long as you're happy and you're not interfering with my life, that's that's fantastic as long i just want you to be happy like abortion i'm not very religious so it it doesn't bother me you know i don't see it so there's things on both sides that i that i like but at the same time i can't vote with the with the democrats i just can't do it because the shit that so even though trump was extremely you know he's he's trump you know who he is um outside of that the stuff that he wanted to do made sense to me. Okay, there's lots of fucking bad shit coming into our country from Mexico. There's lots of people coming to Mexico and eating up our tax dollars. Um, there's there's gangs that come through there. You know, if someone wanted to do a terrorist attack, where are they going to bring something into the country? Through Mexico. So, okay, let's put up a fucking wall. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Let's stop sending money to fucking fund gender studies in Pakistan. I just saw something. We're spending some government organization in the U.S. is spending $11.3 million to try to tell Vietnamese people not to burn trash. Rand Paul put that out. He puts out like Waste Report Wednesdays, and he put that out yesterday. I mean, it's $11.3 million that could be put into making this country better. And Republicans do the same shit. They fucking send money to their buddies in other countries, so we have IOUs. But we're borrowing money and then giving it to other countries. And I've said that before. That's like me taking out a loan on my credit card for 25 percent interest and giving it to my neighbor. Makes no fucking sense. The so. the, the candor uh, that Trump brought into office, I think, was very refreshing. From my point of view, not necessarily that I agree with everything, but I definitely appreciate the candor. And if somebody's a fucking dumbass, I will call them a fucking dumbass. And, and I, I appreciate that a hundred percent. I think there was a tremendous because six years ago, right? I don't think anybody. We all knew that you couldn't trust one fucking word that came out of a politician's mouth because they'll just tell you whatever they think you personally want to hear. Then they'll talk to testing levels and they'll be like, hey, what do you want to hear? Okay, cool. I'll tell you that shit. Okay, now let me talk to Joe's mom. Okay, let me tell her whatever the fuck she wants to hear. And it's a straight fucking lie out of their mouth. And when you have somebody that is saying things that are intelligent, you're like, oh, wow. Yeah, we, we probably should 
build this. We should probably should reduce regulations. We probably should incentivize these things. We probably should lower drug prices. Like intelligent, thoughtful things. Well, the black community feels this way. Okay, well, maybe we can create opportunity zones to incentivize people to invest into these areas to bring money into these areas, right? Like there's plenty of different things out there and you see these things. And that was like very, uh, it connected with a lot of people in America who were like, Oh, okay. You, you said this and you're, you're following through with it, but you, you also think that the media is full of shit, right? Like, and you're saying that to their face, I think it was a super refreshing thing for a lot of Americans to see. I think the refreshing part for Trump was the fact that he was blunt and honest. Every single thing that he said he was going to do, he actually took action upon it. And we all know that he's an asshole, but at least he's open about it. At least he's not going to be an asshole behind your back, right? Like, And honestly, he's probably not even an asshole, to be honest. It's just like the way that he says it, he says it, and he means it, and he's direct. And people do not like direct. People want you to go around the bush to make sure you're not hurting feelings anymore instead of just shooting it straight. Like, shoot it to me straight. You're not going to hurt my feelings. Oh, you don't like the way that I coach you? Or, oh, you don't like this? Okay, shoot it to me straight. Okay, cool. Like, this is why I did this. And this is what I'm going to do to fix this to avoid having to do this then. And if it's not going to work that way, then I'm going to shoot it to you straight. And I can say, hey, it's not going to work that way. And one, you can either work with me or not work with me. You know, it's the same thing with Trump. Like, he just shot us straight. And I appreciated that. And every single action he took while he was in office, which he was surrounded by brilliant people that were all businessmen and successful at their craft. And I'm sure they made some money while they were in office, just like every other politician. But they were great businessmen before they came into office. And I think that's why it was so great is that his cabinet was amazing as well. And it didn't have to do with surrounding. Like we've seen Clintons were corrupt. Bush was corrupt. Obama was corrupt. They sold our country to literally China within one term. They like the, literally the whole country. And then Biden doesn't know where he is. Trump at least is coherent, but now and Obama was actually the, in, in my eyes, one of the best public speakers maybe ever of any president, period. I don't care what anyone says. He was has to be top three ever. And I actually enjoyed listening to him speak. But the actions that were taken did not always align with what was said was going to be done. Um, and they did a lot of the magic trick where your my hand is in front of your face, focus on my hand, and I'm doing all this behind the scenes. And that was a lot of the global trading and stuff like that that we saw going on while we had some conflict within the U.S. Um, because that's what we're focused on. That's what can directly, technically impact us. So... I thought Trump was refreshing in that sense. And I think you've connected with a lot of people because of that. And um, I don't think that people really liked Trump for his personality. And he used Twitter to get a rise out of people because he didn't care. And I thought it was a smart and dumb tactic. If he kept his mouth shut the entire time he was in term, he probably would have been reelected. Well, that was the fraud that took place. But if there wasn't any yeah. fraud, if there was no fraud, there were, he would definitely been reelected. But like there was clearly a shitload of fraud and like shit that's connected to the internet and all that. But on, on that topic. So I appreciate that. And I appreciate the, the way that he does communicate, even if it's like calling somebody a fat slob, like it doesn't matter to me. I couldn't care less if you call me a fat slob. Right. So I appreciate that because that's how 
a lot of people actually live life. But I've read two of his books in the last um, two and a half, three months. And the same communication comes through in in the books, but also in terms of uh, you had mentioned making money. And we know that the $400,000 salary that a president would make in the United States was donated, right? And he donated his salary. And the same thing uh, in one of the books, The Art of the Deal was the first one that I got. A, he did the Warman's Rink in New York City, which is a, a project that New York City took on. It took, you know, three to four or five times longer than they said it was going to take cost about 10 times as much as they said it was going to take and it still wasn't finished uh he just was like hey i'll do this for free for you guys for for the city right um because he in the book and this is from like 35 years ago or something he was like i'm not i'm not doing this for the money like i've got plenty of money i do projects because i think they're fun and interesting to me because i like them Right. And that's why he, and he, and he wanted to support the city in going through and do that. And then in the second book, you hear some some of those same traits that you're like, oh, this is actually authentic. Like, and, and if you like, I maybe have paid attention to that aspect a little bit more because I want to understand how those people think. That's why I got the book, uh, a couple of books. But there's been interviews from 20 years ago talking about that he loves the country and just wants to do what's best for the country and the way that it's run, whether it was in the Clinton administration, whether it was in the, the Bush administration, whether it was in the Obama administration, that he is literally loves the country and what it's allowed him to accomplish in his life and the life that he's lived. And he wants to do that so that other people don't can live how they want to live kind of thing. And I don't know. I thought it was yeah. inter- interesting I- to see that same perspective in the books. I read I read the book and I think I think it was he could see that ice skating rink from his office and it pissed him off that it was taking so long to get done. So he was just like, fuck it, I'll do it. I'm tired of looking at it. It's an eyesore. Let it get, be done so the people can enjoy it. But I want to kind of segue away from Trump because we're not all Trump fanboys, but yeah. uh, but we were just discussing, um, you know, what's, what's interesting to me since this whole coronavirus has happened and right there we're demonetized and this is probably get pulled down. But the media, I mean, I know that the media is bullshit. I know that they fucking, you know, they are owned or they're influenced. But I mean, this past two years have like really shown like like Joe Biden could be like or Trump could say, you know, this is white right here. This wall is white. And they're like, oh, Trump says that this wall is racist. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like you can it <laughs> that hard. I mean, like the fact that the fact that they are not reporting that people are getting injured from these vaccines, the fact that people I saw something right in a, in a, a county near me. They released some numbers on the hospital and the, on the vaccine and how many people are hospitalized. And it's like 50, 50, it's like half are in the hospital are vaccinated and the other half aren't. And it's like, obviously the vaccine is not protecting us from Omicron. Um, there's going to be more variants. So, but it's just crazy how, Oh, they took down Joe Rogan's podcast with the guy who cr- fucking created MRNA vaccines. Like, He's not some quack that's just saying, oh, as soon as you inject this stuff, it starts changing your DNA and there's microchips in it. Like he fucking invented it. And he and he said that these vaccines were not made for like mass like inoculation or max vaccination. Like it was made. It was made. The first time it was ever used was Ebola. But I mean, the next thing, uh, Dana White, another person who I think is a little more well-spoken than Trump, but he's the same in your face. I don't give a fuck. 
Some guy asked him um, just recently because he had COVID. He talked to Joe Rogan. Um, he took ivermectin. I think he took hydro or no ivermectin and the monoclonal antibodies, I believe is what he took. And this fucking smart ass reporter was like, oh, are you a doctor? And Dana White looked at him. He's like, are you? And he's like, I, it worked for me. And I'm just letting other people know that it worked for me. But the fact that, I don't know, people are like looked at as ivermectin won a fucking Nobel Prize for fucking its effectiveness. But now that we have fucking the government paying for vaccines and they're like, oh, vaccine's free. No, vaccine. I'm paying for the fucking vaccine. I don't even want it. So it's just it's crazy how like YouTube, Google, Facebook, Twitter, like all this stuff is they just do what the government wants. And who is the government right now? Because I don't know. I feel like China is playing like 3D, 3D chess and our politicians are just like, uh, I don't know. No, our politicians are like, yeah, I can't that. Like that's exactly what they're doing. <laughs> China don't give a fuck. China... China, they are ruthless and there's no rules. Like we have rules. Like we, we, well, we try not to drop bombs when there will be like children dead, but China, they don't like, you know, we have certain rules for war. Like we can't shoot at people until they shoot at us. Like what the fuck is that? But you get in war with China, they'll fucking shoot your ass. They don't give a fuck. So question for you guys. Okay. So right now we're at a very interesting point in history. Um, we're, do you see from a macro standpoint, not necessarily the country, but maybe it's your, it's the country, but, but where do you see us moving forward over the near to midterm, like two to three, four, five years, uh, how, based on what we're seeing, right? Cause we see a lot of divisiveness, but even just over the last maybe two months or one month or so, there's been a tremendous amount of the, more reporting on and not like honest reporting. I'm not trying to say that the media is honest, but there's been a slight shift to more reporting on issues that are actually happening. And I don't own a TV and I don't pay attention to the news. The only thing it will, I will get it is from a feed on uh, Instagram or a feed on TikTok, right? Like I'm not actually, or I'm actually reading Tesla. That stuff I'll pay attention to, but none of the other stuff. So where do you, where do you see that going? Because did you guys see the stuff with like, uh, Project Veritas and how uh, New York Times is like the FBI is directly linking, leading to leaking information to New York Times to publish about Project Veritas and Pfizer is in communications with what was it, the CIA or the FBI around a investigation and they're mentioning Project Veritas, Fiverr, and New York Times, like just being in bed with the government. So we got all this stuff playing. Where are you guys, what are your thoughts about like the next, you know, two years to 36 months, 60 months? So one thing that's really interesting that you're talking about is um, there was actually the military went in and did their own investigations. And that's where some of these leaks are coming out from because they have to go through these classified documentations. And I think Marines were the ones that did the one major one that just came out recently. And they're finding all this linkage. Huh? DARPA? Yeah, DARPA. Yeah, the DARPA one. And I think it was the Marines and it had to do with the linkage between like Dr. Fossey or whatever his name is, Dr. Fakey. And um, you have Wuhan, China and the conspiracy and how they all link together. They, they found like, it's like three or four different documents and they finally linked everything together. Like it all links now. 
And there's got to be so much more. And all that the Marine wrote was he didn't put out the public statement he put out there is, I hope whoever it is just comes clean because they have everything. It's done. And it's only the start. And if you look at it from a militaristic standpoint, the military is now involved, not politicians, the military. So when the military is getting involved in something, you know, they're getting ready to prepare for rebellion. And we have to remember that there's currently rebellions going on in Australia. There's rebellions going on in Europe. There already happened in China, but China, they all just got shot. And, (laughs) you know, so like in round two, you know, welcome to China. And so it's like these, I think that there is a level of heightened alert within our government right now that things are getting serious and people are starting to wake up to how obvious this has been going on for, for the last 100, 200 years, potentially, where all these cohesiveness and binds and money, because if you follow the money, the answer is always there. And that's why, like, I was talking about the hand in front of the face thing. There's always hand, hand in front of the face at all times. It's a magic trick. Look at what's happening around the scenes. When I saw the whole, like, um, I think, like, Biden said that, like, MLK wasn't as impactful as uh, whoever got killed. Like, like that statement, right? Well, that's what happened when, like, when Obama was in office. And I was like, I was like, this is in front of our face right now. They're starting up something in the U.S. Look at what's happening overseas. And that's when it was like more and more money going to China. Russia started to invade places. And like at the same exact time, I was like, I was like, and there you go. Every single time. But I think people are starting to wake up now, um, and they're forcibly being waked up. And whether they like to or not, and the ones that are not waking up to understanding it for the whole big picture, they're just scared because of how crazy, like it's it's fake how crazy what's actually going on. And I don't think that they actually want to take acknowledgement of what is going on. Well, you know, it's it's harder and harder to get away with bullshit these days because everyone's got fucking cell phones. There's security cameras everywhere. You've got the internet. Like, uh, I mean, just for a quick example, like, dude, when BLM comes, where, when did BLM pop up? Right before the fucking election. You know, it's freaking, it's, someone was telling me like, dude, wait, in four more years, BLM will be back. And then you see uh, there's a known FBI agent at the White House or the Capitol building on January 6th telling people to get in the building, get in the building. Like, and they, the FBI fucked up and they put his picture out with all these wanted people. The next day they put out a revised one. He's not on it. And like people are not that stupid or, you know, people are, it's just crazy. I think it's, I think they're, they're just having a hard time. They're fucking up and it's just becoming blatantly obvious. And I think, I think everyone on the, on the hardcore right side, people that watch guys like salty cracker and, and uh, what's his name? Crowder and anyone else. These people, we already know this is all bullshit. It's all about the money. It's bullshit. But I think lots more, People in the middle, if people in the middle are like, huh, that that's that's got my spidey sense going like I, I, that doesn't make sense to me. You know, I think a lot more regular people are starting to realize that this is fucking bullshit. I mean, don't get me wrong. Republicans make tons of money from pharmaceutical companies. That's been a thing for fucking decades. But I think that I, I don't know. Maybe they're just letting them get way too greedy. Like, hey, let's release this virus. It's going to kill some people, but then it will mutate and become less and less. But think about the fucking vaccines. 
you get three for every person. Then we release a pill. Global you know, with 8 so, billion people. Yeah. So, all right. So the government's going to cover all that stuff. They're going to cover the vaccine. So you got me on the back end, right? Like you got my kid is going to get a scholarship. You're going to give him a job at an executive branch. Anyway, wait, I'll let someone else talk. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So I want to I wanna add on to this. So when they start making money off the vaccine because they're like, oh, my gosh, we got almost as many people as we can to sign up for the vaccine, to pay for the vaccine. We made our money. How do we make more money? Well, guess what happens? Everything happened with our soldiers overseas where they started screwing up a war. They're like, oh, yeah, just back everyone out. Everything's going to be fine. And they're flying around with Black Hawks, Hawks now and stuff like that. And when they did that, guess what? I work with people that are in special ops. And guess what? Who got spruled up? They spruled up the teams again, getting ready to start another war up. But then the booster shot happened, so they're making some more money again. It's all money. Literally. So you 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 mentioned BLM, right? So uh, before we connected, about in, in 2019, um, I used to do political videos, like, that's what I would do every day, I'd do a political video. But it was from a data analytics standpoint. And, and, and you'd use social media to gather the data. And one, so you can use Social Blade and you could put in everybody's plat- everybody's social media, whether it's YouTube or Instagram or Twitter, or there's Alexa ranking, which is this website that Amazon owns for like data traffic and uh, on a website and you get to see, so you could put in different websites to see how that company ranks them, right? So you get kind of a good general sense of, of what's going on, but then there's also things like, well, what's people's curiosity? Like, what are people interested in? And it's Google Trends. Google Trends is the, well, Google is the largest search engine in the world. And then YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world. And they track that. So you can put in a term and then you can actually search to see like the volume of that over some period of time. So if you do that for BLM, you know when BLM shows up? In election years. And the other time it showed up, it was in 2016. Like before. last time BLM, you see a spike in search for BLM, whether it's on Google or on YouTube, that the media brings it out. There's probably a lot of links in there, right? We know that some funding behind BLM came from Soros, right? That's already been documented. And it comes out and we know what, to some degree, what his agenda is. It's all about him. If he thinks of himself as lit, I have one of his books that I read just because I want to understand how Soros thinks, right? from probably 40, 50 years ago. And he thinks of himself as a God, right? Like that he is able to do things that are just on the, like you piss on people, like you can't comprehend the level of, of like brilliance that's going on there. And um, he's behind that piece. And there's spikes in search volume, meaning that it's the interest of the, of people who are searching in the United States for BLM, and for, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Google and on YouTube, the two largest search engines at the 2016 and then 2020 again. Just just happens, just so happens to happen on election years. So funny how it works. You know what happens every four years? What? Take a guess. Besides just BLM. Mm. Take a wild guess. We're dealing with it right now. Oh, oh uh, uh, whether it is a virus, but in, in a general sense um some type of adversity yes 
So, so yes, it's a virus or disease or something or some fear mongering that happens. Distraction. Correct. Because you have to, you have to create, like you said, uh, David does a, he calls it like the hand in front of face, like a, like a magic trick. I call it fucking lying. Um, but you have to lie to people to get them to believe different things to create divisiveness. <laughs> and then it's easier to control people. And then you create that divisiveness, which is these, the polarization, which when you guys mentioned at the very begin, beginning uh, that like Republicans and Democrats, right? Like you have whack jobs on both sides. Completely agree, right? But it's the polarization of country. So if you can push some virus or some fucking mm-hmm. Ebola or H1N1 or some drama somewhere else, like some humanitarian, whatever the thing is, you can push it and create some type of catastrophe, then you can divide people. Like, you know, the worst virus that ever happened that affected me directly was the bird flu because I was in college and I couldn't afford chicken anymore because chicken prices started to go up. I couldn't even <laughs> afford protein. I was like, I'm out. I, I you know, go ahead. We need a third party, like a real legitimate third. We'll never get it. But like nah. our system set up, it's fucking stupid. So so me and Sam disagree, right? I say it's blue. Sam says it's red. Well, if we've got Dave here. Dave's like, no, that's fucking blue. All right, we're going blue. You know what I'm saying? So you have three people, majority rule. If you have two, you just butt heads and nothing gets done. So more than likely, Dave's like, eh, it's actually purple. Like, yeah, that's what Sam says, right? I'm colorblind in this eye, so it has a fuchsia hue. So they're both kind of right. But here's here's something that I've thought of randomly, and I have no evidence but it, but isn't it, isn't it a little ironic that the number one social media app in the world came from China and TikTok? TikTok actually, based on Cloudflare, at some point this year, they surpassed the amount of people hitting TikTok or over Google. So TikTok had more people hitting that URL than Google at one point. So think about this. And this is just like a fun, stupid little conspiracy. So imagine they're fucking like, yo, People are really liking this app here in China. Let's release the shit worldwide. You know, we'll pump whatever, any, any amount of government money to get as many people using this as possible. We'll have tons of tracking shit in it. And then the government, you know, our government made it so that Tencent has to be a U.S. entity. But come on, like they're both owned by the same company. Imagine if like, so my wife loves TikTok and she sees all kinds of Republican shit. She sees all kinds of conservative, funny shit. And I understand why it's addicting, which is why I don't use it. But imagine if this was just like a profiling tool by the Chinese government. So let's just say, okay, so they say, all right, TYL, he's Republican. Sam's Republican. David's Republican. Okay. They're not going to fucking lay down to socialism. You know, they have some testicles and some testosterone. (laughs) So let's just say like in the future, right? Okay. China's fucking like trying to fuck with America and they're like, all right, so we've got our list of people that hate socialism, have strong values, and are pretty determined. All right, their bank accounts are frozen. All right, they're fucks. Okay, they don't own their mortgages anymore. We'll just delete that, delete that. And uh, I don't know, it's just interesting. Uh, yeah, so, so, so I pulled this up. I don't up. know if that's happening, but I just feel like that could be. Uh, I pulled this up because this is what I found also back. Uh, in the day when the, I don't know if you guys could see this, but anybody listening, this is the Google Trends. This is the search volume for YouTube uh, going back to uh, 2017 worldwide for TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram, right? And you get to see in 2017, because it used to be called uh, Musical.ly. 
And then it was musically was purchased by TikTok, right? By dance. And that's where you have the search volume here. And this blue trend here, the search volume is fucking massive. For anybody who's um, listening, you see a trend line for Facebook and a trend line for Instagram that is virtually flat. There is a actual decrease in the Facebook volume of searches on YouTube for people who are interested, right? This is global interest around Facebook for ads, for understanding Facebook, for what happened on Facebook, for every, all the videos that go from Facebook that come to YouTube, all of that stuff. And there's a decrease in volume on that. But TikTok explodes, explodes past Instagram search volume and Facebook search volume to just give an idea of the magnitude of like what's happening right here, right now. Like TikTok is super interesting, like what they're doing, but also what you were saying by the Chinese ties, because you can change ownership and still have control somewhere else. Yeah, like, do you so know TikTok why TikTok so much so much more popular? It's fucking ten times better. Facebook fucking sucks. It's fucking laggy as shit. Even on my fucking PC with two hundred megs down, on Instagram, I mean on on for YouTube Shorts, I can't upload two different videos and pair them together. On TikTok, you can do all kinds of stuff. I open up TikTok. And within a split second, it's playing something. I open up Instagram. It shows me the fucking logo, sits there for a little bit, then comes on. And when I do stories, sometimes I can't access all my folders. I have to close out, go back. They're fucking way better. Do I mean, you know why TikTok so much better? Mm. That one word, censorship. The algorithm, they didn't mess with the algorithm. They let the algorithm be, and they it's so accurate <clears throat> compared to Facebook and Instagram where you have to pump money into it. And they hide accounts and they do all the censorship behind the scenes that you don't know why they do it, how they do it. And now what they're trying to do, Instagram at least, is they're trying to copy TikTok's, and I'm letting you know right now, they're trying to copy TikTok's algorithm and they are failing miserably because what has happened over time with Instagram is if you have a good Instagram account, such as myself, right, where I have 40,000 plus followers, the demographics affect your reels from going viral or not. So if your demographic is global, you don't go viral on reels. But if your if your demographic is US based, you go viral on reels. And like so what they have done is they've shot themselves in the foot. And then they took a shotgun and shot themselves in the foot again by trying to replicate TikTok. And we know anyone that understands the algorithm understands exactly they're trying to replicate this. Um and TikTok, they didn't get greedy. Like they they started paying influencers. Instagram never did it because they're greedy. They want money from influencers and they're finally paying out. Now, Instagram is paying more for reels than uh, TikTok now. They actually inverted that because they're trying to suck people in away from TikTok, but it's too late. I mean, the, the ball is rolling and it's done in my eyes. YouTube, I still think be good because it's not censored like Instagram and TikTok or Facebook is. TikTok is not censored. Well, TikTok, you get censorship from the sense that you have little kids on there um, and you can get banned really easily. But YouTube, in my opinion, is still the best overall source for our people of our generation because you don't have the censorship like you do on Instagram and Facebook. And it, it just gets old. I don't know. I've seen censorship on for me personally. This is not like, oh, this person I saw, they got censored. This person I saw, they got censored. Like me personally, I've had stuff censored on every single platform. I've had two TikTok accounts taken down 
where at my peak, I get 5 million views in a month on TikTok, 60,000 followers. And then I was averaging about a million per month after the peak, a million views on this one account, deleted 1500 yeah. videos. Other, the other one that had 10,000 views, deleted. I had videos taken down. I remember when social media, when those companies didn't have enough money to have censors, you know what I'm saying? And, no. and that's, that's what, that's one of the big problems that we have is that our, our communication and so much news and information is, is gathered from these social media companies. You know, we're basically putting what we see in their hands. So anyone who controls social media, and I think we know who does, you know, they admitted that fact checkers, they're not facts. It's an opinion. You know, I got, I posted a quote, a quote that I saw online and I think it was from Abraham Lincoln. And I got fucking fact check that Abraham Lincoln didn't say that. I'm dead serious. I posted that on my stories. I was like, whoa, like this could, I could have just been making a parody, but they're fact checking me. And that's really scary. That's what I mean. TikTok, YouTube, whatever. The fact that social media is censoring and then it's a slippery slope though, too, because, you know, there's certain things that. I, I feel should not be online, like kid stuff, animal stuff, like murder, violence, but well, murder and violence, whatever. But <laughs> I don't care about that shit. But I used to see rotten.com uh, back in the day. But I, it's just, it's, it's a slippery slope and it's scary. And this is how you can control a large population by, a, by a, like, for, okay, something crazy happens. And the, the government is controlling all the social media and they're only allowing this one narrative to go through like we had with COVID. You remember when COVID first started, I was scared to make videos on YouTube because I thought I was getting my account banned because they were not allowing you to really talk about COVID. You're only allowed to get it from the news and it's fucking scary. This and is like mental manipulation on a massive scale. And these companies have data on how this all works, um, what goes viral, what doesn't. It's a scary. It's scary. The, the, to put it into perspective, I completely agree. Cause just the other day, um, when uh, Biden or whatever is like, Oh, you guys should start censoring shit of this effectively was what he was saying. I don't know if you guys saw that clip where he was saying, Hey, the social media platforms, what you have on there, you guys got to start taking care of misinformation. Like this just happened a couple of days ago. Uh, but what to put it into perspective, we, if we take a look back, 20 years ago, maybe 30 years ago, there was, you know, seven fucking white dudes who, who controlled the source and flow of information. And that, that has changed. Not, yes, there's issues with the current environment, hundred percent in the, and the flow of information at censorship. But 25 years ago, we as a collective um, were far less, consciously aware that that was happening and that has the consciousness has been raised to a new level and it, you can't drop consciousness once you have it like it's not like you can you know you can chop your head off and then it goes away but right but like there's a, there's a raise in the arise in the collective consciousness of censorship versus like the seven white dudes who controlled everything in the past and, and the flow of information and who got the information where that has drastically increased today but i wouldn't be surprised if some type of blockchain communication platform opens up and i know 
like with David's background in around tech, maybe he has an opinion on that, or tech levels, you have you're deeper into that arena than I am. But I wouldn't be surprised if some type of blockchain open like free platform to communicate where the 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 bad players, it's a blockchain, right? So you get to see what the fuck happens on there, right? And stuff can be exposed, but also nothing can be changed or manipulated at that sense. There's a couple platforms. I mean, there's Rumble. I was actually watching Salty Cracker on Rumble. And if you haven't seen him, he's fucking nuts. He goes off on people. He doesn't care. His video never monetized. Um, he calls Pelosi piss pants Pelosi. I mean, he just anyway. But there's like Rumble. There's Odyssey, which is run on the library blockchain. Um, you can actually find my videos on there. Uh, the li- library is the back end, but Odyssey is the front end. And then there's one called like Getter, G-E-T-T-R is another. So basically, these are smaller social media platforms that claim that they don't have censorship. And I think a lot more people are going to start using that in the next few years. But there's still going to be that that normal American person that just does Facebook, Instagram, and that's all they'll ever see. Or TikTok or YouTube. There's not, it's never going to be, I don't think Odyssey or Rumble is going to overtake YouTube at any point. Yeah, I, I don't know enough about those, but YouTube is a gigantic behemoth. By the way, speaking of YouTube, real quick here, and then I know we're going to be running shortly. Um, have you guys been posting Instagram shorts by any chance? I have had 500 followers up from 450 to 460 followers. I'm over 820 now within a three-week period of time. So over doubled. From, yeah. And mainly from shorts, right? Um, uh, it's it's actually like a thing of 50-50 split. But now I will say my views, though, have gone from 1.8,000 to 198,000. And that's shorts. Yes. And that, that's where, so like the vast majority of, of that is coming from YouTube shorts because it's not, it's not like oversaturated yet. And there's a, a okay. tremendous amount. Uh, Tesla, have you started doing uh, shorts yet? I've done four shorts. All collectively have gotten less than a thousand views. Um, and yeah, I had, I did, I put them on TikTok as well and Instagram. Um, a couple of my, a couple of them got like, uh, 500 views on TikTok, and then I had one that just hit 9,500 randomly. So I'm not feeling the love from YouTube on the shorts. I mean, I don't know. I'm going to keep trying them. I was actually planning on making like a funny one about like being the office gun guy, but uh, I had, but I bought a fish tank and then I refinished it and was cleaning it up and doing all that. So I was like, fuck Dude, shorts. I'm not going to do you a short on the fish. Yes. Who cares? It it like does, literally do a short on everything. You can be taking a dump on the toilet and you take a video of your feet on the ground and be like, I probably won't be able to feel my legs after I'm done sanding. You know, like literally something as simple as that, and you might get a hundred thousand views. It makes no sense. In YouTube, it's like a perpetuated thing. So my first few and Sam, I know you're gonna talk to this too. My first few shorts, it was like one to two views, maybe four views. Like it's not even like worth the time, and then all of a sudden it was just like a thousand views, a thousand views, a thousand views, a thousand views. After like 24 to 48 hours, they start to pick up in the algorithm. It's not instantaneous. It's not like Instagram or TikTok where it has to pick up off the rip. It hits the algorithm way delayed, and I have no clue why, but it does. 
and, and massive, massive volume. Any stupid shit you're doing, if you're doing the fish tank thing, do a video on that. It's just related. It doesn't have to be related to your content because you're going to also draw in people who are like, oh, fish is cool. That's interesting to me, right? But the other people are just not going to pay attention to it. But some of those people who watch the fish shit are going to think, oh, this is super cool. I'm learning about all this, all this other stuff, right? And it's, it's like over the last 90 days, I've had a quarter million views. And like most of those, probably 230,000 of them are from shorts just by doing quantity, I feel like I'm being peer pressured into shorts, and I don't like being peer pressured. Um, you are. I have high testosterone levels, and I don't like <laughs> I don't like this nonsense. <laughs> but uh, I think we were only planning on going for like 25 minutes. I think we're probably at like 45 right now. I'm sure Sam has to pee. I'm sure David probably <laughs> has to uh, pin some EQ. Oh no, that was in the other episode. I forgot about no, that. No, 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 no. I actually have to pin EQ. I forgot to do it earlier. So you're right. That was in the first episode. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, I think we're going to wrap this up. Uh, go check it out. We have links down in the description uh, for all of our social media, all the other stuff that we're here. Check out Sam Stolt, Sam Stolt on Instagram, YouTube, David Dimasquita on YouTube, Dynamite underscore D. You need to switch that, but that's on, he's on Instagram. Yeah. You can find me, Test for Levels, Instagram and YouTube. But uh, I hope you guys found this fun. If you did like this political one, I sure have fun talking about this shit. So if you enjoyed it, leave us a like, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Let us know you like this video. We'll do more. All right, guys, have a good one. You guys are awesome. And we'll see you on the next one on the Too Much Test podcast.